Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, let's head over to the other diamond on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline. Let's talk to Samantha Ricketts, head coach Mississippi State softball. I said on yesterday's show, which I'm sure you listened to, that I said of all the coaches who brought all their rosters back as a result of, of, of everything that happened at the in March, I thought you got I thought you got the best end of the bargain. I thought that you brought the best te- full team back in terms of who who all has returned. Do you agree with my assessment? Yes, absolutely. I think it you know really worked out well for us to have that extra eligibility for you know our returning seniors, and that combined with another year of some of our other upperclassmen, I feel pretty good about it. We'll talk about you know Thunder and Lightning on Thunder and Lightning a little bit later in this interview, but I thought last year one of the keys was because you, know, you had offense two seasons ago, you had you had you had the big bats. Your pitching was just so much better last season. How, how key was that for you, and then what do you expect from, from the, your, your staff this year? Yes, uh, the turnaround in our pitching was definitely a huge difference for us. Um, you know, that was my number one priority taking over, was I knew that I needed to go out and find you know, the best pitching coach and somebody that was going to take an approach to really you know, turn around and do something different than what we've been doing. And you know, hiring Josh Johnson and bringing him down here from Ball, Ball State um, has just been so beneficial for our entire picking staff and the team in general. And you can see it even in less than a year, you know, the, the, the improvement in the numbers. And I think, you know, they're continuing to get better right now, even net with more time with Josh. And just to see them start to buy in, and it takes longer, especially when you're bringing in new coaches. Um, but I thought the, the team did a really good job of buying the approach, really working hard at it. We've seen increases in you know, overall velocity and individual numbers as well. And then that really, I think, impacted just the team pitching steps. And the, the approach you guys use is described as a baseball-style approach. So in softball terms, what is a baseball-style approach? <laughs> for us, that means really using a staff. And you know, for a long time, softball pitching staffs have been maybe three pitchers on a staff, and you would throw... Um, kind of what the self-described as a horse. You'd have your one ace that you would throw seven innings. You'd probably throw two or three times on a weekend, and right. that was that was normal. Sort of what uh, MSU fans would have expected from, like, Allison Owen and, and Alexis Silkwood. Yes. yes. They got the ball the majority of the time, and they were going to go, uh, you know, we were going to go as far as they could take us on their arms. And I think across the country we're starting to see more softball go to a staff approach and bigger roster sizes have something to do with that. Uh, but for us, it also means that we're using um, kind of the baseball opener approach as well. And we want to really make sure that we're setting up each pitcher for success and know what their strengths are. And, hey, if your ERA is, you know, below a one the first time through the order, but now we're jumping up to a three the second time through, well, you're just not going to face them the second time. So that really works out well for us to use matchups, um, an opener, middle release. You know, we have the lefty Grace Fagan on staff, which is really helpful as well. And in that way, at the end of the game, when it's a tight game with this game on the line, we've still got our best two pitchers that they haven't seen three or four times already through the lineup. Are, are there a lot of analytics in softball? We, we talk about it all the time with baseball. Are there, do you all use a lot of numbers when you're coming up when you're doing coaching? We do now. I think we've gotten a lot more into it, and you know, we know that it's a really good way to use that objective approach. Um, I think it's it's very easy to sometimes say, oh, well, hey, this pitcher's earned it. She's, you know, she's pitched so well. Let's let her finish this game. Well, no, if the numbers are showing that her spin rate decreasing, 
is not as good in innings six, seven, eight. Um, you know, we're going to go by the numbers and make a change before the big inning happens. And I think that really worked out well for us in instances where maybe other teams wouldn't make a pitching change. Oh, she hasn't given up any hard hits. Well, we're going to go to the fresh arm in the bullpen that can come in and shut it down, and then we don't even give the other team a chance of the big inning late in the game. All right. You know this podcast is called Thunder and Lightning. It's named after Will Clark and Rafael Palmeira, but I feel that in the coming years I may change that. I may start claiming Mia and Fa is the reason I call this podcast Thunder and Lightning. That's fine with us. I, I'm sure, we need to get them on the podcast. I, that needs to happen. We're going to make that happen this year. But how far can they go this year? Does, does the team go as far as they as they go? Yes, I think you know the, adding the improvement to the pitching staff. I think that definitely makes us more well rounded. But we're still going to go as far as those two take us, and you know, they know it. They have a great. Um, sense of maturity about both of them and they're really just extensions of the coaching staff you know they have their stuff that they're working on as well but i know that i can be working with the younger hitter in one case and turn around and me and Fa are working with another one in the case next to me so i think they really understand um one the responsibility of their of their skills and how to help others and get them to kind of elevate their game because if they want to see any pitches you know we need to make sure that they've got a lot of protection around them so I think they do a lot of great stuff off the field as well as on, and they're both continuing to improve. You know, we don't just let anyone settle. We're continuing to assess and reassess and see maybe where the weaknesses are and things we can attach to them in the offseason while we have the time right now. Who are a couple of players that you expect to see big improvement out of this year? Um, I think we were starting to see a little bit of it in the spring, but uh, Carter Spexar, you know, she's a, a big part of the middle of our lineup. And Fox, so you know, if somebody wants to pitch around them, she did a great job of making them pay for that um, in the spring. She's continuing to do the same. Montana Davidson, she's really done a great job for us this fall, and she's really been looking great defensively and offensively. And she's a fifth year junior now with the extra eligibility, so a lot of maturity, a lot of understanding of you know what we're looking for out of her and her role. Um, but I've really liked what she's been doing for us this fall. And some of our younger ones, Anna-Kate Seegers, Chloe, Malauulu, um, just really dynamic players. They can run, they can hit, they can you know play great defense, and they give us a lot of different options and a little bit of speed to help surround some of those big bats in the middle. And then as far as new faces, you know, incoming players, are there so, are players you think you know in year one can make an impact for you? Yeah, we have a smaller freshman class. We only brought in three this year. Um, two were actually... They can help us on both sides of the, of the field. Addison Purvis and Kylie Taylor both pitched and hit. Um, honestly, the whole freshman class came in a little bit banged up with some injuries. So right now we're just trying to get them healthy, get them back nice and strong, you know, where they need to be. But I think Addison Purvis, you can see a little bit at the time in the circle as well as at the plate. She's a left-handed hitter, a lot of power, really fast hand. Another option to play first um, behind Fale Lua, so kind of grooming her. He'll eventually be another big left-handed stick for us. Um, and then Taylor Middlebrook is the one who doesn't pitch out of the class and plays a little bit in the middle infield. When you think about SEC softball, I mean, I've said it before, I think that softball might be the most difficult sport in this conference. And that's, you know, I know what football is, I know what baseball is, but when, when everybody is getting invited to the NCAA tournament from the conference, I mean, that gives you an idea of what we're talking about. You know, ten, sometimes ten teams in the top 25 What's the ceiling yep. for this program? Can this be a national championship program? Yeah, 
I think so. I think we play, you know, like you said, in the best the best conference out there in the country, and that we talk about all the time. It's just going to make us better and tougher. And you know, how do we rise to the top? I think one thing that we've looked at for it is doing something a little bit differently than maybe the other schools in our conference, taking more of a baseball style approach to our bullpen, using more analytics, um, more technology in our player development approach. And for us, I think that's going to be you know, the way that we can kind of close the gap to the, you know, the Florida's, Alabama's who've been at the top of the league for so long. Um, you know, we know we have to think a little bit outside of the box, but I think it's there. And I think we showed signs of that in 2020 and we're continuing to improve now. I think for us, the player development is a huge piece to it and to really, you know, take this program to the next level. And we have the athletes, we have the facilities and all the resources available to us here. Um, so I really think, you know, for us, the next step is, play longer in the postseason to play in the first Super Regional uh, for Mississippi State softball history. And then, you know, once you get into there, it's anybody's game. It's the best of three series, just like we do eight weeks out of the year in SEC play. Should be a fun season over at News Park. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys out there. Coach Samantha Ricketts, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Brian. Appreciate it. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.